And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. Well, this is a wonderful time of year. John, thanks for joining us here in the studio. Looking at the calendar today is already the 15th of December, um, just 10 more days until Christmas. And um, maybe not surprisingly, uh, we will be, God willing, talking about Christmas and Advent uh, during this uh, program today. Advent, we've been talking about that just a little bit over the air as we've been sharing our Scripture Focus of the Week. We're currently in the second week of Advent. Uh, Tomorrow will be the beginning of the third week. Um, I'm just wondering, how long has Advent been observed in Christian history? Let me say a word just about what it means. Uh, Advent means coming, and uh, during the four Sundays prior to Christmas, and that's really what the Advent season is, uh, we, we celebrate and look for the coming of Christ. But the coming of Christ uh, in history, his historical coming, and of course that's what Christmas is about, but also the eschatological coming of Christ at the end of history, or at the end of the age, uh, for, for salvation and judgment. So Advent is a time when we remember that history turns on Jesus Christ and that he mm-hmm. came once and he comes a second time without sin unto salvation. So Advent is uh, a time of the year when many Christians, not all celebrate Advent, but many Christians celebrate Advent, East and West. And uh, it's probably been celebrated since about the 4th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier in the West, actually, I, I think you can trace the, the, the mentions of Advent or some kind of Advent uh, to about 330 um, A.D. and maybe a little later, hmm. maybe 363 A.D. in the East. So uh, it, it's been a long time uh, 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 since uh, uh, Advent became part of the, the Christian calendar. Right. I like that little notation you made there that uh, history turns on the person of Jesus Christ. And we think, naturally, of B.C. and A.D., you know, Mm -hmm. before Christ and in the year of our Lord, um, and the tendency of of, of modern historians um, to uh, try to get our focus off of Christ and say, before the common era, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) terminology Mm -hmm. like that, but you really can't get a get away from Christ. He's there, and he's he's truly there. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, <laughs> and he uh, is the turning point of history. Yeah. Uh, the Old Testament uh, talks about the promise of Jesus coming, then when he comes, that's the fulfillment, and when he comes again, that's the consummation. Mm-hmm. doesn't turn on the Mayan calendar. No. So many people are talking about. <laughs> it doesn't turn even on David or Moses or any right. of those figures in the Bible, as the Schofield notes seem to indicate. That is interesting, too. Um, so we, um, in our circles, we do observe Advent, um, but I'm wondering, um, in general, is observing Advent uh, a good thing to do? Well, I think so. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, let me use a big word, adiaphorous. It's, it's indifferent. It's not commanded in Scripture, of course, and Christians are free to or, or not uh, uh, to observe Advent. That mm-hmm. uh, really is the freedom of the Christian. But I think it's a good and edifying thing. Very early on, Advent was a preparation for Christmas in which uh, Christians fasted as much as anything and disciplined themselves to remember 
that Jesus comes at the end of history for judgment, and also that he has come in history for salvation. So uh, it is a way to prepare one to to remember what God has done and is doing and will do in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I, I'm guessing that you would say it's it's a good thing for Christians to observe. I, I think so. It's a holy time. <laughs> Paul certainly says that some observe seasons and others don't. Mm-hmm. It seems to me it's a good thing to do with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And my church, for instance, we, we observe Advent, and and we have a lighting of the Advent candle yeah. and uh, celebration, and, and it uh, uh, comes to its uh, fullness when we come to the Christmas Eve service, and have a candlelight service, and then on Christmas Day, many people are in their homes, and they have, may have a worship in their homes. Now, uh, before I forget, what time is the Christmas Eve service in your church? 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. on yeah. Christmas Eve. Wonderful so service. somebody is down in that neck of the woods in Rock Tavern, check it out. It's a wonderful service, and uh, I want to say no strings attached. You come as you are. That's right. And um, you're accepted as you are, and it's, it's a wonderful We have feeling. people to drive 30, 40, 50 miles to come. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful service. What we're going to do is just take a short break. Today we're talking about Advent and Christmas. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. In the studio with me today, Dr. John Vance. Now, uh, before the break, John, you were talking about Advent. And uh, one question uh, before we continue on is this. um, Has Advent always been observed um, the way we observe it today uh, in years past? Well, that's that's a... uh a wonderful question to talk about the differences. Uh, no, there have been changes over time. There, in the early church, there was much more of an emphasis on fasting, mm. and that continues somewhat in the Eastern uh, Christian churches. If you go into the churches of the Middle East and so forth, uh, they tend to have that emphasis. In the West, it's more looking and celebratory, but mm-hmm. it is a sober time of preparation, uh, recognizing that uh, we will stand before a holy God one day yeah. and be judged through Jesus Christ. Do you think there's a connection between uh, persecution and countries going through wars and the amount of fasting that Christians may do 
at times like this? Oh yes, I think so. Yeah. I, I th- you know, fasting is is a, an instrument, if you will, uh, of blessing for us that mm. is not employed enough. Uh, even in my own life, uh, mm-hmm. seasons of fasting and preparation are individual to the Christian. Again, it's mm. Christian liberty, but it's important to do. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we've talked about Advent, and um, now this word Christmas comes to mind. And we enjoy telling people Merry Christmas. Um, I enjoy buying Christmas stamps at the mm-hmm. post office. Mm-hmm. Um, what... Um, what would you say? When, when did Christmas begin? Well, that that is uh, the question. Uh, <laughs> we don't really know when it began. Uh, we know when it kind of turns up, uh, but it it goes back uh, clearly to the fourth century as well, uh, to the time of Constantine. There there are, are uh, indications that there were Christmas celebrations, hmm. but those celebrations were nothing like the celebrations we have today. It, much of what uh, constitutes our traditions around Christmas today actually come from well Germany in mm-hmm. uh, only two hundred years ago, some mm-hmm. of them even a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and some have developed in modern day America, such as cutting trees and putting up wreaths and and those kinds of things. But uh, Christmas was observed uh, very early on, and uh, even before Constantine died. Okay, you know we have uh, December the twenty fifth. Um, and we think about the birthday of Jesus on that day. Um, but um, was he really born on that particular day? I have a, I have a, I consider a funny story to tell. I uh, can remember some years ago, uh, I won't mention the man's name. He's a wonderful, wonderful man, wonderful friend, no longer lives in the area. But um, we were standing around talking, four or five of us, and he was telling me about those people who come to your door and knock on your door, and they tried to knock him off his game about Christmas. And uh, he was saying and made this pronouncement to the rest of us. He says, you know, I don't care what anyone says. Jesus was born on December 25th, and nobody's going to tell me any different. (laughs) Well, I didn't have the heart to tell him that probably Jesus was not born on December 25th. (laughs) But we uh, observed that day, and and the reasons are, are actually quite complicated and complex. But we observed December 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, you um, you were recounting various uh, highlights in history, and uh, one highlight also is back in the 12th century, there was a carol written, at least according to Wikipedia, called the Wexford Carol. And it's a traditional religious Irish Christmas carol. And what I want to do is uh, just take a short break and with our listeners enjoy that Christmas carol. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Good people all this Christmas time Consider well and bear in mind What our good God for us has done In sending His beloved Son With merry holy we should Blessed Messiah 
And welcome back. That was the Wexford Carol. Now, we've been talking about Christmas, and I guess the question is, uh, how did we finally come to take uh, December the 25th as the birthday celebration of Christ? Well, there there are two historical answers. Neither one may be correct, uh, but nonetheless, uh, there are two. One is very, very complicated. It's called a calculation hypothesis, if you will. And what is interesting is uh, how this developed. It came about because um, uh, on the Julian calendar at the spring equinox, uh, it was thought that the world was created on that day. And also, many Christians believe that when Jesus was actually conceived, and when he died, he died on March the 25th. Hmm. Now, that comes about this way. There's a phrase in the Old Testament that says that some of these patriarchs and great people of God they uh, came to end the life and full of years, and they died, mm-hmm. and then slept with their forefathers. Well, that meant that you couldn't have any half years uh, because uh, any fraction was considered a, somewhat of an attack on the perfections of God. He deals in whole things. Mm-hmm. Things must be full and complete. Mm-hmm. So uh, if Jesus was actually conceived on March the 25th, he had to die on March the 25th because he had to have a full year. <laughs> Okay, And then if you calculate from March the 25th, uh, uh, nine months later, then that ends up being December mm. 25th. About that. So uh, that's one th- theory, that, and it yeah. was alive in, in church history, but of course it's a theory. The other one is that uh, Christmas had pagan antecedents, mm-hmm. and that is that uh, there was a great celebration in Rome of a Roman god. I think some of you have heard of this Roman god. Uh, Saul Invictus, which simply means, of course, the Invincible Son, and he was celebrated as to his birthday on December 25th. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's said that Christians took that over and replaced it with Christ, who is the true Son. Hmm. Well, that sounds good, and many that probably is the most popular view of, of uh, Jesus, why we have December 25th. Mm-hmm. But the truth is there is no evidence at all for this. Hmm. and uh, historical evidence. <laughs> so we really don't know. Uh, but whatever the, the reasons, the first or the second reason, or maybe both of them together, uh, the second one wouldn't be bad. You know, uh, uh, remember that a lot of lot of Christian parents, whenever the school prom comes around, they, they uh, organize an alternative to that because there's mm-hmm. a lot of drinking and danger. Mm-hmm. And Christians may very well have started celebrating mm-hmm. Christmas on December 25th to keep their people away from the pagan mm-hmm. rituals and holidays. But it's not building on it, it's in opposition to. Yes, okay, you're right. There's a, besides the person of Jesus, there's also a, a character of, of great importance during this time, and it's Mary, the mother of Jesus. And uh, I was reading, I think it was this morning, the Gospel of Luke, where there's an extended account of all that went forth and Luke was very careful to put in a lot of details uh, surrounding the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Mary is talked about, and uh, throughout the Bible, she's talked about in glowing terms. Oh, yes. And um, I think us as Protestants, we sometimes do ourselves a disservice as we overreact to our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters in the Lord and uh, try to avoid the Mariology, as some would call it. But could you talk for just a moment about um, the good points 
of Mary. Well, the difference between Protestants and Catholics is that Roman Catholics believe that uh, those uh, seed form ideas in the New Testament can be developed through church history. Mm Mm-hmm. And they believe in the development of doctrine in a sense whereby something that is in seed form or acorn form becomes a whole oak tree. Mm -hmm. So their views of Mary compared to Protestants is quite robust. Uh, Protestants confine themselves to the data that's found in the Bible. And uh, Mary is blessed among women. There's no question about that. And many Protestants don't, if I should say, give her her due honor that she is worthy of having. Uh, We are to honor all people. But we are especially to honor those that the Bible singles out, and Mary is singled out uh, sure. in a way that no one else is. For sure. Yeah. Glad to hear you say that. Mary was found with child by the Holy Spirit. She was a virgin, uh, never knew a man prior to this. Um, what about later? Uh, did did uh, Jesus have brothers and sisters? Well, that's a, that's a uh, naughty question. Not for me, <laughs> but for many of the listeners, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that all Christians that I know of have uh, true Christians uh, historically and traditionally have accepted the virgin birth of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. It's clear in the scriptures. Uh, the language is clear. Parthenos, which means virgin, is used. So Christians have accepted that. The question is, did she remain perpetually a virgin? Oh, yes. And Protestants uh, believe that when it's said in the New Testament that Jesus had very close relatives and names them, they're called brothers and sisters. Roman Catholics, for instance, believe that they're near kin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the ordinary and plain meaning of the scripture is that, yes, Mary had more children uh, by Joseph, and, and they were half-brothers, if you will, of Jesus and half-sisters. Mm-hmm. Even Father Raymond Brown, who probably wrote the definitive uh, work, Roman Catholic theologian who's now passed away, uh, taught at Union Seminary in New York, uh, when he did his magisterial study on the life of Mary, and so forth, he, he says the natural way, really, to take that is that there were brothers and sisters. Hmm. It's interesting. We're talking about Christmas. Prior to this, we were talking about Advent. Just uh, really quick, I want to ask you about the shepherds and the magi, but before I do, how will the uh, Vances be celebrating Christmas this year? Well, my, my two daughters are coming in. We, we love Christmas. I love the Christmas music. Uh, mm. So I mentioned to you, I, 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 yesterday I listened to Christmas music all day long. I mm. was working in my study. Uh, we will celebrate uh, by uh, all of us attending the Christmas candlelight service. We wouldn't mm-hmm. think of otherwise of not doing that, of course. I have to be there, but they don't have to be. <laughs> you have to be there. And uh, we will also celebrate on uh, Christmas Day. Uh, both my daughters will not let my wife and I sleep in. Even at their ages, they they get us up, and we have to open the presents through a ritual one by one. But we have uh, people over in the afternoon, have a Christmas uh, meal, and thank God for his blessings and for the Savior that he sent into the world, even our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this Savior that came into the world had visitors, and uh, the scriptures talk about first uh, the shepherds coming. Can you help us uh, recount some of that? Well, it's wonderful. They came quickly. Uh, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they came quickly. Hmm. Uh, so they were in for, on this from the beginning. And it's fitting, it's fitting, truly, that uh, shepherds would be there mm-hmm. uh, soon after the birth of Jesus simply because Jesus himself is the good shepherd. Hmm. And he identified with uh, being a shepherd. And one of the great uh, pieces of work of art is 
Jesus as a young man uh, carrying a lamb on his shoulders oh, as he yes. went to look and find the uh, lost lamb that went That's astray, right. yes. showing the love of God and demonstrating that Christmas is celebrating uh, the love of God that has appeared to mm. us in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus was fully man who would die for us on the cross. He was born to die and to be raised, and he is, in a real sense, God's salvation. Mm. You mentioned angels, and uh, prior to the account of the shepherds, I was reading about Zacharias, how he was ministering as a priest. Yes. And he had an angelic visitation, Mm -hmm. and he doubted a little bit. Well, Mm -hmm. quite a bit, actually. And so Mm -hmm. God, he made him so that he couldn't speak, and uh, until uh, John the Baptist was born, he asked for a tablet. Must be he indicated uh, he wanted to write something, and he wrote his name is going to be John. Mm-hmm. As soon as he did that, he was able to speak. Able to speak. <laughs> able to speak. So God uh, visited his people in various ways. And now, what, what about the Magi? Well, the Magi. It's an interesting. Uh, probably they've got more, much more attention. Uh, origin in, inferred uh, from uh, that's an early church father. He mm-hmm. inferred from the fact that there were three gifts that there were three Magi. Hmm. Uh, another early church father, Tertullian, based on a psalm, I think Psalm 72, and a passage in Isaiah, that these were kings. Most scholars today agree that these probably were priests from the Medo-Persian area, empire, and they were astrologers, mm-hmm. and they believed that the Son of God would be born in Israel, and they followed the stars, the story goes. Mm-hmm. But they didn't come immediately. Uh, it's clear from the passage that Herod killing the children, right? that uh, up to two years of age, that their visit yeah. was much later. Jesus was a, now an infant <laughs> uh, when they visited and paid him uh, honor. Says that they came to a house. Yes. Yeah, so that's right. the manger scene is, is we're well past that manger well scene past at this the, point. In spite of all the creches having <laughs> yeah. them there and present. Right. Now, uh, in closing, what is one of your favorite uh, Christmas songs or carols? The Donkey Carol. The Donkey that's Carol. One. Yeah. That's one. Uh, I enjoy uh, many, many, many yeah. carols. Uh, I particularly like the music of John Rutter. Just oh, about yes. anything he plays. He's an uh, amazing The, the Wexford guy. Carol that you mm. have here. And No Sweeter Music uh, oh, is, is boy. another one. Yeah. So there are many that I have. Uh, I suppose of all the music that that I enjoy, it's the Christmas music I enjoy the most. Hmm. As a child, I didn't like it because it was replacing the popular music I was listening to. But today, I I can't imagine uh, not having uh, this great music around Christmas time. (laughs) Uh, John Rutter and others like him uh, are at the apex, if you will, Hmm of the gifts that God has given to people, and we should relish and enjoy Mm. this season. Well put. Now, in closing, um, I see we're well out of time already. Just a comment, and uh, that'll wrap things up for today. Well, of course, Christmas is celebrated because of the birth of Jesus Christ, and he is the salvation of the Lord. it's, It's an amazing truth, because at the birth of Jesus The scripture is clear that God was in Christ. Mm. He was God who came to earth as a man. But he also came to restore us to God. Mm. His person and his work. Christmas should be celebrated 
uh, if anyone celebrates by Christians. I, I, yeah. I really don't much care what the world does, though. I hope we can keep our public displays of Christmas. I hope so, It's a yeah. witness, too, and I stand for that. But uh, Christians, I, 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 uh, again, it's, it's, the Puritans really didn't celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. in, the, in this sense. They, but I, I think that my Puritan uh, brothers uh, that I love so much and read uh, we're wrong in these areas, yes. and and uh, I would I say agree. you are blessed to 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 yeah. uh, celebrate the coming of Christ at Christmas. Well, I see we're out of time. Thank you so much, John, for sharing with uh, the listeners today and with me uh, about Christmas and Advent. Uh, again, it's only about well, it is ten days to go until Christmas. We wish you all a very merry Christmas, and thank you for joining us once again here. At Redeemer Broadcasting, this is a plain answer, and this program is up on our website. Check it out, RedeemerBroadcasting.org. A reminder to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.